Yo, what's really good? It's your main man, Sean Little from the No Catch-Up Podcast. Wanted to send a reminder, make sure you rate and review No Catch-Up, available everywhere, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, No Catch-Up is on there. Make sure you tell everyone it's the best sports podcast in the world. Drop that five-star review, pass the links to the homies, let everybody know. You know the deal, No Catch-Up, Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in. No Catch-Up. No catch-up. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch-Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me on the road in Oklahoma City. I got to hear about this. Uh, we're going to talk NBA playoffs, man. We got some notes from every series. We've been watching them all. We're going to break down what we think of every every series so far, east-west side. A lot of interesting stuff going on. We got some 1-1s. We got some 2-0s. We're going to break it on down. Then, Adrian Wojnarowski. Had a comment yesterday on NBA Today, or whatever the new NBA show is called on ESPN. NBA, NBA Today. Today, man. Don't disrespect my legal <laughs> NBA Today. All right, there it is. He had some comments that – they were talking about the Kyrie situation and the Boston fans, and he said he believes the vitriol between the fans and the players is only going to get worse because of gambling and live gambling. People are losing money on the spot. And the guy losing the money is right in front of them. So they're going to – it's going to get worse. The shit yep. talking is going to get worse. The The relationship between the players and the fans is going to get worse. I'll play that clip. We'll talk about that. Well, we got a couple – we got a couple ideas on that because we gamble a little bit ourselves, and we've been known to be in the building as well. But stay locked with us, man. All NBA, all fun. Let's see what Nick's up to in, uh, in Oklahoma. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. Stay locked. Big Nick the Quick, what's happening? What's the business? How we feeling? Uh, you know, I'm feeling good. How are you? Chilling out in Oklahoma, man. You already know, you know the you know the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> what is you're out there for work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Only is everything you thought it would be? be out here. Yeah, I've been out here a couple times actually, uh, Oklahoma City. Um, okay. Yeah, everything I thought it would be. Last time I was out here, I actually went to a Thunder game. Um, I think I told y'all that. I found tickets for like 20 bucks. And then I did what we do, which is, you know, you wait a little bit. And next thing you know, you sit in the third row. Um, yeah, and thanks. it was that game where Devontae Graham hit that wild-ass game winner. That yeah, was a yeah, yeah. shot. So uh, that was actually dope, man. Shout out shout out the Thunder Arena. They, they support their team. I'll give them that. It's a trash squad, obviously. But, like, you know, you walk around, folks got SGA jerseys on. So they definitely go you know, hard. You don't see no Lou Dortz? No Lou Dortz, bro. I'm, I need to I need to holler at them about that, man. Them, <laughs> if, if, if I'm out here, I got a Lou Dort joint. But yeah, other yeah. than that, man, it's you know, it's it's I love Chicago, man. <laughs> Leave it at that. Leave <laughs> it at that. All right, let's jump right into it because we got a lot of hoops to talk, and you know, we're 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 known to run over the hour. So where you want to start, big dog? You want to start east, you want to start west? Uh, let's start in the let's start in the east. All right, let's, let's start, start in the east. Uh, let's start let's start at the very beginning. Let's go one one eight. What do we got? Let's go Miami, Atlanta. Okay. Talk to me because nope. last night. No contest. <laughs> <laughs> 
TKO, huh? <laughs> no contest. <laughs> Why is that, you think? Because just, because yesterday, well, let, let's start with game one, right? Yeah. Our guy Trey Young got locked up. Had that was a bad points. spot. They had just played that that playing game on Friday night. They turned around and played the 1230 uh, Sunday game, which was wild uh, in Miami against a team that's better than them. Coming off that emotional victory where Trey left it all on the line. Like that was, you know what, man? There was two gambling spots I feel like we missed in this playoffs. That game and last night Memphis. Those are two like layup gambling spots that I feel like we would normally like be like, hey, like Memphis coming off that loss. It's a wrap. I don't care if it's 12. Right. Give me that. And this game, because of everything I just said. So I was literally thinking about that before the pod. Like, man, those were layups. But yeah, game one, I mean, I, I think they didn't have a chance. Obviously, last night, I'll let you. I'll let you go on game one. No, 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 no. I'm gonna say that you know that's a good. That was a good call out on the situational because those are the spots you got to look for when you're gambling too. Especially if you're trying to see how a game's gonna tilt, you got to look at those situational spots of you know coming off a short emotional win and then playing in Miami at twelve thirty. Thirty hours later. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But still, Trey gets locked up. They just don't allow him to play his game. Miami's one of the best defensive squads against point guards in the league. So he struggled against them. Point guards across the league have struggled against them purely on the fact that everybody on the floor can switch and play D, any position, whatever you want, bam out of bio on the perimeter, that that whole thing. And Kyle Lowry is the primary defender on the point guard. And you know Kyle Lowry is about, it's 100% about that. And he, he's an irritant. (laughs) <laughs> he's he does whatever the thing about kyle and i think that's why he's such a perfect fit is he does whatever needs to be done you need me yeah. to flop around and get people texts and draw a bunch <laughs> yeah. of files i'll do elite that flopper elite yeah. flopper you need me to score <laughs> i could do that too i can yep. go fill it up for 2025 no problem you need me to kind of run pg and run the show i could do that too so they're really good against point guards trey gets locked up they get smashed in the first game then last night they come out and it's extremely competitive in the beginning of the game, right? Miami starts to open it up. Bogdanovich starts going nuts. That's, that's one of your guys, right? That's my guy. He's, I, he's I an, SL all, all, an SL All-Star? Yeah, I, <laughs> I fuck with all Bogdanoviches. I fuck with Utah Bogdanovich. I fuck with, I fuck with Bogdan Bogdanovich out in Atlanta. Yeah, I fuck yeah. with all the Bogdanoviches. Um, but yeah, like you said, no contest, man. How uh, and Jimmy was Jimmy was incredible last night. Yeah, yeah can we talk about that? Yeah, obviously, you know, and the thing it's funny, man, with Jimmy was he, he fifteen to twenty two, fifteen to twenty five, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but that that's like a classic Jimmy like fuck it type game, man. I'm gonna go ahead and out because he doesn't always play like that. Like you watch Jimmy sometimes, and he's trying to get everybody involved and doesn't necessarily always flex his muscles on offense. And we know his offensive game is not pretty, right? Like, that's another thing with Jimmy. He doesn't look like KD out there. Like, Jimmy, everything that Jimmy Butler does on the basketball court looks like it's hard work. Yeah, You know what I mean? Scoring is hard work for Jimmy Butler. Like, defending is hard work for Jimmy Butler. Just showing up to the – giving a post-game interview is hard work for Jimmy Butler. Um, But, like, games like last night when he's feeling and he's in that groove and he's hitting jumpers and he's getting to the line, he gets to the line – we always talk about that. Jimmy Butler gets the line maybe better than anybody in the league as far as just using that as a way to get a quick 10 points for him in a game. And just last night, they, they, they couldn't do anything with him. I don't think it helps that Atlanta's missing Capella, that Collins is coming off of that injury, 
right? Because again, they're already overmatched against Miami. Miami's a better team defensively. I think position by position, Miami is better than them. Um, and then you add in those injuries, I think it's just a tough spot. Now, I do think that Atlanta is electric at home. I think there are something like 20 and three at home this year if you count the playing games. Um, they that closed, the, I think it was they closed the year 20 and three or something like or this half of the year they're 20 and yeah, three. their yeah, overall so yeah, exactly record was something, 41, like yeah, yeah like they lost a bunch of games early and then yeah. they closed like their last 23 games they were 20 and three at home yeah fire at home um and so obviously you've been to the a and that crowd is going to be rocking they support training those guys out there so they might they could fuck around and steal game three but i think when we're talking about overall for this series and obviously it's a one eight so this is no shocker um, I think Miami takes this probably in five. I think Atlanta steals game three. Miami takes it in five. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I think – I don't know. I don't even know what to call the season for Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, I don't want to tuck the series in right now, sure. but they started terrible. They, at one point, lost 12 in a row. Awful. And then they, they battled didn't back. play defense for four months. <laughs> Battled back and then nope. yeah. closed the year, made the play in, and then they got in and then they bump into a legitimate Miami team. I'm having a hard time, Nick, determining like what's a good season now. I think I'm starting to get like our fathers. And I'm just like, the older I get, I'm like, yeah, it's a good team, but like, they're not, gonna do anything. they're not doing shit. <laughs> yeah, like, like, that one that they had last year that's not happening this year. They're not going to do shit. Like, let's have a little fun and watch them play Miami, but what's 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 going on here next next time? Yeah. Even, like, for the – and we'll get to the Bulls, but, like, even, like, for the Bulls, I was, like, going into the series, I'm, like, I'm excited, I guess, a little bit. But, like, we're not going to win. And I'll watch – just because yeah. I like hoops. But, like, I man, I used to be the, the kid with all the hope. Like, no, we could rip – like, we could we could, we could, could rip off two and then you never know type shit. It's yeah. just like, like, as you get older, I'm like, yeah, we ain't got no yeah, chance. Your, eye, your, eyes, your eyes don't lie, man. We'll talk about yeah. the Bulls when we get to that series. But your eyes don't lie, man. Like, you know what you've been watching. And with Atlanta, when we saw that Bulls versus Atlanta game, we were live and in person and watched how they defend. And you know what I'm saying? It's not <laughs> – it's a, they, they don't try. And it is kind yeah. of disappointing when you think about the year that they had because you would think that they would come out like just like busting out the gates, you know, to start the year. And it was the exact opposite. Like they played lifeless and all that. And they kind of – they backed in. I mean, they were 10th, they were tenth right, or ninth. Who? Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta was – I think they were 10th. They were – I think they were – Because they had to beat no. Cleveland, yeah. Yeah, they had to play the double. They had to play the double playing, right? Didn't Atlanta have to play? The that means play they were eight. That means they were the eight thing. Because if they only won one game, because yeah, they were the eight. I'm I'm pretty okay. sure. I'll tell okay. you right now. Hold on. Um, yeah, they were the eight. Brooklyn okay. seven, Atlanta eight. Okay, but yeah, I mean, so as far as far as that series concerned, man, yeah, I got Miami in five. It's it's one of those series, kind of like what you just said. If I miss that game, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're always putting them in that early spot anyways where you're still doing shit. So um, hey, I think any, NBA feels the same way. Any thoughts on Trey Young? How do I say this without sounding like an asshole? I don't know if I like his game. And I don't know if he should get as much love as he does. He does a lot of reckless stuff. 
I wish I pulled up. I didn't pull up the 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 deep analytics on it, but you know what? I'll come back to that, and we could have a real conversation about Trey Young later. Maybe we could do it next week. But I'm starting to feel like there's a, a bigger conversation needs to be had, other than like he's a villain and he's fun and shoots thirty footers and he's great for the NBA, like. It's a lot of reckless wild hoops going on. We'll we'll talk about it. I I didn't yeah. I, I when it I works was, is, when it works is great, but over the course of an eighty two game season, right. it's, it's it's hard to deal with. Edder's been on this. Edder's been on this forever. Yeah, I think. But I yeah, it's just inefficient, fun, thirty percent shooting. No one's involved. A lot of dimes. He gets to, up. Yeah, pull up like all. Yeah, it's we'll, we'll actually have. A, I, we should actually bring Edder on for that. We could talk yeah. about that. But I think, um, is it fun to watch sometimes? Sure, when it's working. Yeah, but it, you know what it reminds me of a little bit early Dame when like everyone really wanted to love him, but like he what he, he was still like shooting at a very low clip percentage wise. Yeah. It was just like a lot of chucking, a lot of nonsense, and then Dame cleaned it up, and then now Dame is Dame. But that's kind of what it reminds me of. Like everyone wants to love him because of a lot of different factors, but it's still a lot of inefficient, not involving your teammates, not something you want from your point guard type of play. Well, but then you look at the playoffs last year and he could carry you through three series. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of like the give and the take, and you gotta I think Yeah, man. But if you go look at some of those, like some of those games, there's like so many games where he's five of twenty-six. Yeah, sure. Seven of like, you know what I mean? And like yeah. he he carried you, I guess. There's also a lot of different factors that went into that run. You know, that run and and them winning those games. And then there's other games where he's like, you know, seven threes and he took 15 attempts and okay, we could live with right. that all day long, but but yeah, we'll talk about that another time. But Miami's real. They've been real. 53 and 29 to close the year. They come out and get two in a row easy at home. Now I have to go to Atlanta where the Hawks are really good. So stay tuned there. Yep. All right, you want to stay in the East? Yep, Boston, Brooklyn. Oh, boy. Boy, what a game. Oh, oh what a series. <laughs> what a series. <laughs> what a sign, series. Me sign me up. Take my money. Yeah. yeah. Um, game one was everything that you could have hoped for as yep. far as. Hey, quick disclaimer. The- quick disclaimer. I got a. I got a few tickets. I got a few Boston for series tickets in my pocket. So did you get it before? Did you get it? Uh, oh yeah, it started. It opened up with Brooklyn as I got, favorites. I got even. I got even money. I got even money on Boston, and then it went to minus one thirty at That's one lovely. point. Um, but, um, yeah, go ahead. Game one, obviously, you got the high drama with Kyrie, which first off, I loved. Loved it. Thought it was amazing. Thought it was great. Don't think that anything was over overboard. I don't care that he flipped off the fans. You could imagine what those fans are saying. Look, Boston is not known for being kind to athletes, especially black ones. So I got no problem with him giving them the finger. And obviously, he played a hell of a game too. It's not like they. they if anything, the crowd was fueling him. Hold on, I mean? so wait, was, wait, hold on. So you don't have any issue? No, no, zero. He, I agree with everything. He, said he could thing. grab it's, his nuts. He could grab say, his nuts. All no, everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, what, this, well, that's what I I'm agree, asking you. I agree with what he said after the game. With like, at some point, it's like the shit that's being said to me in the arena is 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 overboard. So I'm gonna flip him off and I'm gonna do all that. I got no problem with that. I don't want him to run up in the stands and smack somebody. You right. know what I mean? But I don't have a problem with that. And and don't let the NBA fool you either. They don't have a problem with it either. They love it. 
They love it. The NBA sells the drama. The NBA has always sold the drama. Uh, they love it. So I got no problem with it, man. I'm not, I'm not like, yeah, that is, that's fine. Cause I know he's getting it really bad from those fans. Uh, I'm a, yo, you know me, I'm a little split on this. I don't really care about, I guess the gestures. Did he grab like, his nuts? I don't remember him grabbing no, his nuts. No, no, no. He did, but I'm okay, saying, yeah, that's stop, saying. right? That's that's Why like, not? Yo, that's is that different? Far. That's yeah, different. Grab, oh, that's going your too nuts, far. Grab your nuts, probably a little too far. What about like the chokes? What about like the? No problem with that. Because <laughs> I think that's where that's where it it gets a little <laughs> sticky, right? Like I I don't care about any of that stuff. Like I'm with people cursing. I'm pe- I'm with people screaming in the stands. I'm just trying to play a little devil's advocate and see it from like an NBA standpoint. Like, I don't know if you could have him running around doing that. Oh, it's, I mean, yeah, it doesn't, look you can't great, have but... him. You can't have him laying balls up and, and going. This one was the best one when he's, you know, he put it behind his head. Like, I don't know if you could have him doing that. And I don't like the, they gave him the, how do you think that conversation went with the 50 K? You think it was even a conversation? Did they just sent the they just sent the memo over, or did See, Silver I told, pick I told up you the what phone? I thought was going to happen. I was surprised that Kyrie didn't protest it and be like, "Well, you need to start finding fans, you know, my brother, and stuff like that." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he knew. He probably was pre-fined. He knew. He knew the deal. He's like, "I'm gonna just lose fifty tonight. I don't care. I'm, I'm but I'm gonna lose fifty. Uh, I'll use one of the game checks I got for not playing during home games and see if I fuck it, take it. I didn't earn right. this anyways. So. I don't think he's worried about it, man. And I don't. I think it was probably a quick conversation. It was probably the envelope. He got it, you know. No, but I'm saying that Evan Silver hit him with like, "Hey, look, like this don't next line gonna be a quarter mil, and you're gonna get a game." I don't think so because I think you would hear that the league was very pissed off about it. And you haven't heard any rumblings like that at all. Well, maybe it might be some behind the scenes type shit, right? There's nothing's behind the scenes, man. Well, because, you got woes, hey, you got you jams, well, I'm gonna guys. tell you this. Because I'm gonna tell you this, man. If Kyrie only has to eat fifty every time he goes to Boston, he might be he might just eat one hundred fifty k. It's gonna be a three hundred fifty thousand dollars series for him. <laughs> like, cool I mean, if that's all he's worried about, because I'm gonna tell you, he looked at that fifty, was like, all right, like he despises them, man. They despise ask, him though. Let me ask they you this. Him, let me ask you this, Nick. They despise him though. That's what. Let me is. ask you this, Nick. And you know I'm not pro Kyrie in anything really, except for basketball. <laughs> so for me to be like, yo, I don't, I don't, I don't think Kyrie's wrong in this. When I literally think 97 percent of what he does is stupid or just self-serving, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't have a problem with this. Yeah, I really don't care. I mean, it's fun. I'm, it's I'm all fun. about talking shit because I, because I, because I go to games and I talk big shit. Right. So. I have no problem with people talking trash, talking and heckling. And and if the players get – yo, I to be honest, I'm the guy at the game looking for what Kyrie to do to happen to me because I'm just on Kyrie even 10x more now. Right. Now I know he's hearing me. He's acknowledged me. Fingers or not, I'm on Kyrie's ass the whole rest of the game. So, so, you throwing masks at him? Like, yes, hey. I, I mean, I'm, I'm all over Kyrie, right? Like, that. there's no question about that. But let me ask you this. Does – this should Kyrie hate them like that? 
if or they hate he? him, he they hate him. This is I think this is fan driven and Kyrie's responding. I, I think you're acting like Kyrie's the aggressor. He's not. He's responding to what's happening to him. I don't think I think if they weren't in there yelling at him, Kyrie wouldn't show up to the garden fucking people off. He just go. But what about what about him? What about him stepping on on the on the the emblem at midcourt? Like yeah, but that but he's already that was was after he had already gotten all the smoke. But didn't he deserve some of the smoke for how he acted in Boston? Sure, this is how it works. That's what I'm saying. What's wrong here? They deserve to give him some smoke, and he deserves to give it right back. I got no problem with what they're doing as long as they're not. You know, I don't like, I, you know what I'm on, man. I don't like, and we'll talk about this when we get this woke shit. I'm not, I don't like going to families. You know what I mean? So, don't call me the N-word or boy or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Well, don't yeah. talk about my kids, my wife, my mom, any of that shit that's like, same rules that you got when you're out in the field like that. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, right. You're certain lines you don't cross, right? So like, that's fine. But he deserves to give it right back to him, especially in an emotional playoff series. So I think the fans are the ones that are are are, are Kyrie did the initial action of pissing them off, right? Yeah. Um, through how he is, but all this responding shit—that's all he's doing. And I got no problem with it, man. We're supposed to sit there and take it. Now let me ask you this: Let me let me give you because uh, I'm gonna play devil's advocate because I think this is fun. Now, what if it wasn't just Kyrie doing this, and it was four or five people on the floor doing this? Every time somebody yells something at him, it's just people all over the floor flicking people off. And and all types of stuff. Then 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 what do we do? Yeah, well, this just doesn't happen that way. <laughs> I think it's a special situation. You're yeah, talking about a, you're talking about a special fan base in Boston, right? Yeah. This isn't the fucking Minnesota Timberwolves. This isn't this isn't the the, the Kings. Yeah, you know I mean, there's a passionate fan base that's been known to give it to a player or two. You're talking about the ultimate. Uh, what's the word? Is a protagonist? Whoever the person is that 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 is about that which is Kyrie yeah. loves it feeds off it wants it embraces yeah. it you know what i mean and you put that and you're added to a playoff series which is going to be tightly contested a, a matchup you really should never get in 7-2 right but because of circumstances you have Brooklyn in the 7 spot so it all adds to it man you pour all the ingredients in there and you got you got the makings of exactly what we want man like this is this is electric Everybody's watching tonight. You know what I mean? Like no this shit question. is electric. No question. <laughs> no question. Right? Like so this is this is one of the best first round series you're gonna see. And you add that element to it, and I'm all about it. So yeah, I'm fine with it, man. Like I I I yeah, I have no problem with it. All right, let me ask you this. Let's, let's talk about the series. Yeah. What are our thoughts? Boston almost basically collapsed. <laughs> yeah. It was sim we, we were on the phone, we talked about it. It was similar to what we had seen from them when they weren't playing their best basketball. They went away from running their offensive sets. They looked panicked. They looked rushed on offense. There's no way in any way, shape, or form a team with that, that roster should be going scoreless for five minutes, right. five and a half minutes. So we saw yeah. a little bit of that, and they got bailed out by Marcus Smart, an insanely smart play on the pump to close the game and no, go to 10. I really thought he was going to let that shit fly. Everything honest, about Marcus Smart's career is like, yo, he's shooting this. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean? <laughs> but to be honest, it 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 looked like it, he had to get it up. It's like three. Yeah, he caught is... it with he caught it with three point three point two three point three. This is the thing, bro. If Tatum, this is why it's so perfect. If Tatum doesn't cut to the basket and he pumps, he probably has to take a he probably has to take a a long two. To try to win it, right? 
What a cut by Tatum. Yeah. And it's so, smart by Tatum because no one's at that point, everybody's thinking Marcus Smart's going to shoot it. So no one's looking at Tatum and Tatum just slips to the basket. Yeah. He just, it's funny because I bet you when, when Tatum goes to the hoop, he's thinking he's trying to rebound yeah. initially. And then he's like, oh, shit, I could get a look here. And then he, he, he got the pass from Marcus. Tatum scores 31. Our DPOY, Marcus Smart, people are bent up about that. I don't really. Whatever. Look, Tatum scores 31. Horford scores 20. He was dunking everything. Nick sends me a text message. He goes, hey, Horford dunking everything. If, if Horford's catching oops, then Nets because in trouble. Catching, <laughs> catching oops is flying through the paint. Nets had no answer for Al Horford, man. That's a, that's that's in a, trouble. That's a problem. I know that's, I know that's your boy. Yeah, man. <laughs> but Al Horford uh, just playing heady basketball out there. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, if you talk about that game, like, Kyrie was obviously on fire. I don't think you'll see a game like that from Durant again. So, if you're the Nets, you got to feel good. Okay, KD is going to be better than 9 for 24. We've never yeah, seen let me KD ask you this. Like, how do you – do you feel good as a Nets? You're like – as, as a not, Nets fan and, and thinking about the overall series, like, KD had – KD was 9 for 24, yeah. and we literally lost at the buzzer. We know Kyrie – Played forty-two minutes, scored thirty-nine, but I feel pretty good about a, a about a team that was favored in the series. We were in Boston, and we lost at the buzzer. Yeah, I mean, I think you feel you feel good about those two guys, regardless. If you're Brooklyn, though, you're worried about the same thing you're always worried about three three and beyond everybody else, right? Like, are you going to get that kind of game from Dragic again? You can't you can't bet on that. You know what yeah. I mean? You got Bruce Brown played 37 minutes, only five points. I know he's out there for other reasons and he's he's kind of doing that dirt work, but they need someone else to score points. Like get scoring 114 isn't gonna get it done because Boston just has too much firepower. So I feel like if you're uh if you're the Nets, you one hundred percent need KD to get back on track. You need Kyrie to continue to play like that. And you really need to find a third person to get you another 20 points. And at that point, you're at 80, 90 points, and you can kind of figure out the rest. But 114 is not going to get it done. That I can tell you. But at the pace of this series being played at, um, yeah, Boston's defense, if they can hold to 114 again, I think this is an easy. It's not an easy series for Boston, but it's Boston. It plays right into Boston's hand. The Nets have to score 130 type shit. The thing that worries me about the Nets is that they don't play, play haven't played well at home all year. Yeah, so no it's not like they're like they're itching to get home, right? And then they could go crazy. They the worst thing really... would be for them to lose tonight and go down 0-2 and go home to home with no home court advantage, really. So you, you it's a celebrity crowd. I mean, it's it's not a. You've been in Knicks games, you know the deal. They're I've been in Knicks games versus Nets games, yeah. and it's it's a stark difference. Yeah, exactly, the Nets like game is stark like, oh, Let's go to the Nets game. Let's go to Barclays. It's great. You know what I mean? But there's no real history with the team. Whereas with the Knicks, even though the tickets are crazy expensive and all that, you still have those passionate fans that are in the building, rooting. You know, what I mean, you saw that in the Trey series last year. So yeah, they don't they don't have that distinct home court advantage. But I still have Boston in this series. Yeah. Um, and I think it's Boston in six. Three and a half is the line tonight. Boston is the favorite. Playing the Nets at home, game two, it should be just as active in there tonight. I would say this. I, I'm i looking at something like the Nets first half. I think they come out, KD come comes out, out very active. And then who knows what happens on the back end. But yeah. I would not be shocked if the Nets went into the half up four or five points. I thought um, 
Yeah, I I I, I think they're gonna come out. I think Kevin Durant. Durant is really not here for the talking, and he doesn't like it. Like every time I hear Durant in post games and people talking to him about anything, it's like, man, let's just play ball, bro. I don't care who he's flicking off, what they're saying, none of that. Why is Bruce Brown talking about Daniel Tice? Right, like (laughs) exactly. Like, well, I don't need to hear about any of that. Yeah. So, yeah, I got Boston in the series plus a hundred to start. I think um, I'm excited to see how this game plays out. It has this has six seven written all over it, obviously, but I think today is pivotal because I don't know. Boston just play, has been playing so well to close to close it down. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's going to be they don't want to go down o two and then go back home and then Boston can continue to roll. So, yep. stay tuned on that. All right, let's Bulls. stay. Go ahead. Bulls Bucks. Real quick. Yeah, Bulls hey, Bucks. Valley and effort. Hey, Vooch. Give it to Vooch, man. Vooch played his ass off on Sunday. Kobe White played his ass off on Sunday. Um, Levine and DeRozan got to play better, man. And in a, in a game where DeMar DeRozan is struggling, dog, Levine need to step up. Yeah. Period, point blank. You're going for max money this summer. Um, you got to step up in that spot. Because that was a winnable game for the Bulls. Milwaukee will never play a game that bad again. Never. You will never hold the Milwaukee Bucks to 93 points ever again. Like maybe so in like, the history of the matchup. Yeah. So like that, that, that <laughs> yeah, for real. Like it's not happening. Right? Yeah. So like that, that to me was a huge letdown by the Bulls. Um, and I really, I look at Levine in that one, man. You can't have 18 out here, dog. Like you can't have 18 in that game, man. You can't have 18. I know I've got on Pat Williams a lot. It's the same story with Pat Williams. He's just not aggressive. And I don't care if you're injured, bro. I don't care what's been going on. Like, you're the number four pick in the draft. Team picked you for a reason. We really needed your contributions the other day. And you just, you're not aggressive. How many shots do you, three shots in 25 minutes? Like, come on, man. Like, be aggressive, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why we talk about, like, people look talking about all that dog stuff and all that shit's overrated. Like, that's just not overrated, bro. Like, it's either in you or it's not. I agree. Period, point blank. You know what I mean? There's certain dudes who aren't going to play 26 minutes and only have three shots, no matter what's happening around them. So I really need to see something from him, man. But it's really – I put it at Zach a lot, man. DeMar was trying. Shot that bitch 27 times. You know what I'm saying? He was letting it go. Or 25 yeah, 6 times, of 25. But yeah, but you can't have Levine out there looking – just looking like it just wasn't there, man. Like, that, I, I was really disappointed in Zach. In it was game. a weird game overall because no one was shooting it very well. Yeah. Um. I don't give. I don't care what's going on. I do not need Vucevic taking twenty-seven shots ever in the history of my <laughs> life. Never. Yeah. He was. He was active. I, I, that's the most active I've seen him. Yeah. Maybe all season. I mean, we needed him. Yeah. I mean, well, no one else wanted to do anything. No yeah, one else like, wanted to play. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Let's talk about Pat Williams for a second. Let's just keep it one hundred. I get he's young. I understand that, but like you said, man. 23 minutes, three boards. And if I remember correctly, a couple of those boards are like, you take it, I take it. I'll, okay, I'll take this one. Yeah. Th- these are not like boxed out big time boards, right? Mm-hmm. He's not really locking up like that. 
they're kind of empty minutes. Yeah. And to start the year, we had this conversation about Pat earlier in the year was he wasn't doing anything to start the year. He was out there just floating around, wasn't aggressive on D, wasn't crashing the boards, wasn't shooting. He was just kind of lost. He did, it felt like he didn't know where he fit in the squad, and then he got hurt. And we talked about how, like, maybe that's a blessing to where he could, you know, step back, look, talk to the coaches, and then figure out, like, his role with the team. Mm-hmm. And right now, it's back to right, right where we were to start the year. He just kind of doesn't know what his role is. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. I think Billy Donovan has been skating by the last two months. It should be very clear what his role, like Billy Donovan should be telling this man what his role is. Yeah, It should be very clear. Now, maybe Pat is being told and it's just doesn't have that aggressive trait in him and he's not doing it maybe. But his his role should be a lot more defined than what it is. Like Javante Green, Alex Caruso, those dudes' roles are clear-cut. They know, know exactly what they're coming in for. Pat looks like he's just <laughs> running around playing pickup almost. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to kill the kid because – and I shouldn't call him a kid. I don't want to kill, kill him because he's young. It's his second year. We've seen he's, some talent. We've seen a little bit of flashing talent, but it's more like the guy is a monster physically. Yeah, for sure. His frame, like, he should be making more of an impact. He's <coughs> crazy, crazy athletic. Like, yeah, it's all there. What did you text me when I asked you he should have more boards? Like, I don't I don't care what anybody says. Pat Williams needs to have more boards. Rebounding is about heart. That's it. It's about like, wanting yeah, to go he, get him. Yeah, like he can watch the Robin shit about bouncing off the angles. And the truly elite rebounders know when the ball hits a certain way, it's going to go to a certain place. But a lot of it is just heart, man. Like when I, And that's that, to me, is always my test for big men. Like, yo, I'm talking about three boards a quarter, two to three boards a quarter for a big. A guy like Pat, one to two boards a quarter, man. You should be coming out getting six, seven rebounds in your shift. Easy. You know what I mean? It's a hustle stat to me. Rebound is a hustle stat. It's a want stat. It's a heart stat. You know what I mean? It's wanting it more than that other guy. It's putting yourself in position to get the rebound. Like, you got to go out there and really try to rebound. You know what I mean? And, like, if you're out there just kind of being lackadaisical like he is, they're not just going to fall to you. And he seems like a guy, and you see this with a lot of guys, he seems like one of those guys that's just always been athletically so much better than everybody else that he never really had to kind of, like, go hard and grind like that. You know what I mean? It's just like, yo, for most of his life, you put Pat Williams on the court and he's just better than everybody else because he's you just said it. He's physically imposing. He's a great athlete, good frame. You know what I mean? So. I think that that type of stuff matters, man. Like, you want those guys who at some point have been the best player on their team and taken that responsibility and know and know what it looks like to kind of put in that that type of work. And I don't know if he has that. And again, man, it's early, right? This is year two. He's missed a lot of the season. He just came back. You're throwing him into playoff basketball. Only had a few games at the end of the regular season to kind of catch up. But at the same time, man, you're the fourth pick in the draft. It's put up or shut up town. There's young guys around the league no. playing that way. Now, let me tell you so, this. Let me ask you this. Is it is this a Bulls thing, developing talent and getting guys in the building? Like, would he look like this in Miami? Something tells me he wouldn't. 
Probably not. Would he look? Would he look like this in fucking New Orleans right now, where they're grabbing guys off the out of nowhere and having them play? Like, yeah, I don't. It may be. Is like because because now you're looking at Laurie, another guy, a lot of talent, didn't really know what he was doing out there. And a lot of that's on Boylan, but it's kind of the same thing. It's like Wendell Carter, a lot of talent, had no fucking idea what he was doing out there. So it's like, yeah, are all these guys shit, or are we not developing developing them in the building in the right way? We were tweeting. We were the we were tweeting. I was tweeting last night about Max Struess had a guy in the building. We just let him walk out the door. He's a absolute impact player for the Miami Heat. Yep. Then you have Dinwiddie. He was in the building. We let him walk out the door. Um, campaign mm. was shit for us. He was terrible. One of the some of the worst <laughs> point guard play we've ever seen. Even in summer league, he was from campaign in Chicago. He leaves, goes back to the D league, starts cooking people in the D league, then gets a two year deal from Phoenix and has made some impact plays for him the last two years. He's been a lot better than he was for us. He got a bubble deal from Phoenix. That's what it was. Remember he got signed in the bubble because they needed to bring somebody there. And yeah, I, I can't blame them for campaign, but yeah. Well, what do you mean? You get what I'm saying? Like a lot of guys that we had in the building seem to leave, and then all of a sudden they're a lot better players than they were when they were here. And that that you have you can't do anything but look internally. For sure. Who else? Like the list is pretty long. Well, and then you look at a team like Miami, and it's like Alvarado and Duncan Robinson and these guys that are just like, where do you find them? And Sky Alvarado's all over the place. Yeah, Alvarado for the Pelicans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, I'm sorry. Yeah, Alvarado's the yeah. Pelicans. But yeah, you look at yeah, um, you look at some of these dudes. Yeah, it's Pelicans, Miami. These, these San Antonio's been doing it for years. You're talking Memphis. about Gabe. Uh, Gabe. Gabe uh, what I'm, I'm what's tweaking Gabe, on last Gabe name. something or another, man. Hold on. Yeah, you're talking about uh, Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent, yeah, Gabe yeah, Vincent. yeah. No, Gabe like Vincent. what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Who are so, some of these guys? Dwayne Dedman, you know, like a random ass cast that they have out there making plays. Same thing. You look at Memphis, Desmond Bain, uh, some of these random Dylan Brooks. You know what I mean? Desmond Bain looks like a fucking all star out there. Um, and you don't really have those guys come through the Bulls like that. But that's yeah, what I mean, I'm getting talking at. about for years. Organizations matter, right? Like San Antonio's been matters. doing this for years. Miami's been doing this for years. They develop guys. They're huge on player development. You know, they understand that the best way to build your team is not necessarily to go out and try to sign as many high-priced free agents you have, you can or to tank. It's to develop guys internally. If you pick at 18, okay, so be it. We're going to take that guy that we took at 18. We're going to, like you said, find a clearly defined role for them. Miami does the best job of this. You have a role. The Miami's roles are so defined that Udonis Haslam has been on that team for 10 years and hasn't played an NBA minute in 10 seasons. But he has a role, right? So when you go into that organization, you see UD over there getting five million to not play. You understand how serious they take this thing, right? Like, look, we 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 even pay the guy who doesn't play because organizationally he has value to us. Um, so yeah, that shit matters. And yeah, the Bulls have, have been terrible at it for sure. It's an organizational issue. It doesn't matter who the coach is or any of that stuff. That shit is ingrained in your building and how everybody acts. I guarantee you, go to Miami Heat. Down to the fucking ticket office, everybody knows how shit's supposed to go. You know what I mean? It's like any other business, man. It is. It is. It is like any we, other business. We should get our guy on here. Uh, 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 what's his name, man? 
He's a year younger. I think he's a year grade. Oh, so you talking about Jared? Jared, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah. That actually yeah. would be interesting. Kind of see, like, in the ticket yeah. office. Yeah, we got a boy. Yeah. Shout out Jared, boy. Like, he actually listens. Shout out Jared. Yeah, shout out Jared. He, uh, yeah, he works in VIP ticket sales and, and courtside seats and suites and all that. Yeah, he probably got – He pro- it's probably the same culture for him, too. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, I'm supposed <laughs> to do every day. Yeah, I don't want to hear from Pat. But <laughs> – so Back. yeah, I think that shit does matter, man. That's a good point. I mean, the Bulls don't do a great job of it. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thing because, like like we said, Pat has all the stuff, but he just seems like we're not developing a, like a lot of these guys like we should. And it's a new regime, so we'll see how it nets and where Pat Pat closes out. But it's just something something to keep an eye on when you're when you're looking at the Bulls and some of these guys that go to different places and play a lot better than they were with us. Why is that? Why yeah. is that the case? So, all right, let's close out the East. Hey, man. <laughs> Everybody was on Toronto. Philly, and, uh... Toronto. <laughs> a lot of people were on Toronto. Right here. And we talked about it a, a, a quite a bit. And when I broke it down, because I, I had a, I had a. I had two units on Philly in game one, minus four and a half. And I just sat down and was looking at all the stuff. And I'm like, this this Toronto narrative is getting a little too out of hand right now. Like, we're running a little too far with this. Game one is in Philly at home. They've been hearing all this. They have one of the best players in the NBA, top two MVP candidate in Joel Embiid, who is unstoppable on the block, period, point blank. If you get him the ball in any type of transition – any type of anything, he's unstoppable. Looking and to kill you. What this Toronto, it's just this, it's getting out of hand. So yeah. I took Philly minus four and a half, laid the 110, and they bust their ass. They beat him by 20. Yep. Now we come out in game two and they tucked him in again. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid's talking to Nick Nurse. He's telling him, hey, man, you better. <laughs> Better stop putting me on the line because y'all gonna <laughs> y- y'all gonna die a slow death. You keep that. putting me on the line. He's you can't, like, he's eighty five percent free throw shooter, so you can't hack a Joel. He's, he's, he, he's telling he's, him like, "Hey man, <laughs> y'all better stop following me. It's gonna be a slow death, and it has been so far." What's going on with Toronto, or is it just a uh, Philly has more talent and Thibel hasn't even played too much? Yeah, he's been playing he's, like 10, 12 minutes a game. And he's not so, playing the next game either. Yeah, so. and he's not playing in Toronto. So I don't know if that was by design from Doc to kind of see what the squad looks like without him because they won't be able to use him. But I bet what they ha- are. What's going on with Toronto? What ha- what happened? It, it, in Philly, tough game. Like you said, everything you just said happened, man. Joel is obviously the best player in the series far and above, right? Philly does have a ton of talent. Maxi is a fucking revelation. You know, I think Max is one of those guys where you're kind of waiting for him to come back down to earth, but maybe he won't. Like, maybe this is just <laughs> yeah. who he is. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at some point, it's, it's like, like Jordan Poole. Shows, yeah, it's Jordan, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm off like it's Jordan Poole coming back down to earth. This is who Jordan Poole is at this point. Yeah. He's really fucking good. Same thing with Maxi, man. And that, that was the guy that they were looking for. Right? I know Harden is, quote, unquote, your number two, but he's obviously hit or miss at this point. But if you're getting 25, 30 from Maxi, it doesn't really matter. Um, Toronto plays hard, obviously. Nurse is a really good coach. But, again, we talked about being overmatched. They might be overmatched in this series. Now, I do think Toronto steals game three at home because I just think that that environment is – we've seen it for years now. It's just a tough place to play. That crowd gets after you. 
I'm really big on these game threes for the teams that are down 0-2. If you if you if your home court First is in a hostile environment, home, yeah. yeah, yeah, like Atlanta, Toronto, like I really do think these are the type of teams that win their those game threes would end up losing the series. But yeah, to go down 0-2, I don't think that they can win four of the next five uh, against Philly with Philly's playing like this. Because I, like you said, Joel's not going to have bad games. It's just not going to happen, and I don't think they have anybody to defend Joel Embiid. So as long as Doc's game plan continues to work that in, I think it's brilliant that Doc is playing Tybalt 10, 15 minutes because, yeah, you don't want Tybalt to be the reason that you're winning the first two games and then you can't play game three or four. So I think it's an excellent strategy. If you're Matisse, you got to understand it, you know. I don't know how that conversation goes, but Doc's a veteran. I mean, I'm sure it's pretty quick. Hey, man, you already know the deal. You yeah. can't play. You don't want to take the shot. It's all good. Hey, whatever. Yeah, see, you, right. see, you, see you next yeah. series. Yeah, you know, yeah rest exactly. Up. Rest up. Um, so, yeah, I think. Look, man, I love the Toronto Raptors, but I was probably I was probably sipping the juice the Kool-Aid. a little bit too hard. Kool-Aid yeah. was a little yeah, sugary. Yeah, a little Kool-Aid. A little Kool-Aid a little was, very, was very sweet. So, yeah. yeah, I think I think it's Philly in five. Yeah, it looks that way. I'll say this, though, man. On on offense, I would just attack Niang anytime he was on the floor. Whoever, whoever, whoever has the ball, whoever he's faced up against, give them the rock and yeah. let them try to go to work. I would try to put put him. I would put James in pick and roll. Fred Fred has to shoot it better. Fred hasn't yeah. shot it that well, and it looked like Fred in game two was in the spot where he knew he had to score a bunch because Scotty was out and he had no help there, and he just wasn't hitting. He was pressing. He's yeah. just shooting everything, and it wasn't falling. So I will say this though: win or lose, uh, OG Ananobi is a revelation. This guy's another other organization, same thing. Toronto is Messiah been doing this for years. Yeah. Finding all these guys, all these Nigerian dudes, a Chui, a Chua, on a Nobi Siakam. Like you find all these African cats yeah. and bring them <laughs> over here and they all hoop. Um, so another we talk about organizational development. So great year by them, but yeah, I think they're overmatching this one. But I do I did have to shout out Ananobi because he's been playing his ass off. Yeah. He's nice. hundred yeah. percent. But yeah, like I said, Vlan Vliet was five of sixteen from three. It's that's just the the recipe for just pressing. Yeah, but Siakam. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's tough. It seems like they Philly matches up a little bit better than we anticipated. I thought it would be a lot more competitive as well, but Philly's taking care of business at home and has done it. Let me. You want to talk well, about? Let me, let me tell you this though, right? You okay. Get, and then the game one, you get twenty four from Siakam, eighteen from Van Vliet. 20 from Ananobi and 15, 10, and 8 from Scotty Barnes. So it's kind of like, and they still lose by 20. So that's right. what I talk about when you're overmatched. And then Barnes is hurting now, right? So Yeah, Scotty's out, yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think that's obviously huge for them because he's very important to what they do if you watch how they play. They play like all five positions. Um, yeah, so I just, you know, good, good run by them, but it, it kind of is what it is. Yeah, it looks like it looks like we were bamboozled. I think that, that, I think that, uh, that series – Price got down to like 170 or something on Philly. It's looking very free at the moment. Yeah, that was probably free cash. Yeah, a lot of Toronto uh, unnecessary Toronto love. Yeah, for sure. So yep. let's talk about James real quick before we move off of this and get to the West. Well, you got any initial thoughts? Because I called you. I, I'll, start. I'll start. I'll start, bro. Yeah, Hold on. Yeah, yeah. I'll start, man. Because I, I I'll keep it 100. I don't. James isn't washed. I wouldn't go for that as far but, as to say but that. But he's headed to the laundromat. 
he's starting up the car. Like he, he's got his little blue bag. Yo, he he looks a full two steps slower than he used to. He's not even getting close to getting by people. Yeah. So, and I didn't, I didn't think it would affect his, the rest of his game as it has. He's getting no room to shoot jump shots. He can't hit contested jump shots. People are in his grill. He can't get by anybody. Then he's getting by people and he's trying to flail to get foul calls that are not coming. And the league's been showing you all year they're not called. Yeah. They had to learn it. It, had, it affected Dame earlier in the year. It's affected James all year. The league has been very consistent on we're not we're not letting you guys just create these little tricks to get to the line 15 times a game. Yeah, exactly. And he's still one of the best passers in the league. No question. There, sure. the, the advanced stats of the, I want to say, on shots, on passes from James Harden, the rest of the Sixers are shooting 56%. So he's getting guys unbelievable looks. They're knocking him down. He's still very valuable, but this is, is not the number, guy you – Is that number inflated playing with a guy like Embiid, though, who's going to finish at well, such a no, high clip it was at like, the rim? It, it was like – but it, before he got there, like, for example, the stat I, I had about um, Tobias Harris was – he he was taking this, like thirty. Stat that says they're paying him thirty five million dollars a year this year. <laughs> he he know. had he <laughs> had thirty eight percent of his shots were on no dribbles before mm-hmm. uh, Harden showed up, and then when Harden showed up, he had um. It went from thirty eight percent to no dribbles to like something like fifty six percent no dribbles, where he's just catching, shooting, catching getting good looks. So <laughs> he's still getting guys good looks. He's still creating and dishing the ball what what he does really really well on top of he's always done that really well on top of scoring a rock but i don't know this is the guy you thought you were getting man you brought him here to score 30 points in playoff games right like that that dish in the rock and all that shit is nice but as you get up into these tougher matchups you can't i mean i know i just talked greatly about maxi but if maxi's your number two scorer going into a series against brooklyn boston miami whoever it may be uh and them boys it's not not gonna be nice. Yeah. So but this may be who he is, but this is here's the thing, man. It's not like it's a slump. He has looked right. this way all year long. Right? Going back to that pl- injury last year in the playoffs, right? He, he, he hurt his hamstring. Seems like this summer, I don't know, I don't know what he did. Um, I, I know what he did. He was a little baby. In there. <laughs> <laughs> um, he lets you know what he did. Yeah. But it just seems like he came in the year, right? Out of shape injured and new rules and never figured out a way to navigate around that you talk about his shooting as great as he was in houston it's never like james was like a 43 percent three-point shooter right it was a lot of it was created by that step back and and the different things that he was able to do but it's not like when you change that up he's like some marksman who's going to come down and just let it fly and just and jay in your eye right like a lot of it was because right. he was elite at creating separation, right? He was a lead at some of the things that he could do with the ball. He was so brilliant with the basketball and deception and slowing down and all these different yeah, accelerations. Down, he's talking about up, it. Yeah, yeah um, that it would create that separation. He was able to get that shot off and it became even a contested jumper. Yeah, exactly. But even that step back's not there. It's not there. 
I'm not seeing nothing. No, there's no, there's no, and, and again, it's not like he was a peak athlete to begin with. It was never like James was booming on folks. Um, so I think he's a guy like his game was always going to age poorly. Well, you know what? Actually, you know what? Was it though? Because he never relied on athleticism. So he's actually a guy that you would think his game shouldn't age that bad because it that was old still, school still shit. quickness there though. Yeah, it he was, was quick though, hurt, for sure. For sure. Taking off first stepping people and was Absol- out of there. Yeah, absolutely. But you mix that with the injuries, you mix that with the rule changes, and you mix that with the fact that look, you don't take care of yourself. Like it's not well, not blowing smoke, like you don't take care of yourself. Let me ask All you this. that matters. Should he in a league full of guys who are obsessed with taking care of themselves at this point in the game? Yeah. Should he incorporate more of a mid-range game? Is it time to be like, hey, I can't get to the rack like I oh, used man. to? Yeah. So maybe I should tailor my game and, and change it up. And maybe that's DeMar? not something that's gonna DeMar happen. Type game? Well, maybe that's not something that's gonna happen in the middle of the year and then the playoffs start, but like going into next year. Maybe that's something that he incorporates where it's like instead of trying to get to the basket, I'm stopping pulling up mid-range style and well, adding it that way. Because getting fine. because getting to the basket is not happening. Yeah. It's just not happening. He can't get by anybody. Right. Well, he should incorporate that and like no joke, you should incorporate some fitness. Like it, it, it's <laughs> I'm, I mean, you know I mean you got guys like Giannis. I saw Giannis in person. I'm just like, yo. Stu's this a physical animal. Breathes in the gym. It's just where he is. He goes from the game probably to work out. Bron goes without saying. All these guys, man. Like there's there's only a few guys you look at. And it's just like yo, he's like Luca and fucking James. Those are guys that are crazy Jokic, out of shape. But Jokic, Jokic shape yeah, too. Jokic is just no definition, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, with James, it clearly affects his game. Like I, I really think he's got a like yeah he he needs to take care of his body a little bit more. Like you said, make some adjustments, maybe start going to that mid-range. Understand you're not getting those calls that you were getting in Houston. Um, and and just the thing with James is a brilliant basketball player, man. So you hope he'll figure it out. You just hope he cares enough to figure it out. I'm not questioning his passion or commitment to the I game. Think he's but trying to get another deal, ain't he? He got he uh, might, Yeah. He's trying to get another deal here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like, it'd be 50 million a year. So it's also like, man, right. you're running on this type of bag right now. That's uh, like, he's, he's still trying to get another deal. So yeah. that's where it gets a little interesting, but all right, we'll leave that there. Let's go to the West side, West side, best side, as they say. One eight. Suns Pelicans. One eight. Suns Pelicans, man. Pelicans got a W last night. Brandon Ingram's a player. B.I.? Yeah, he's a player. Go ahead. I like Brandon Ingram. No, I, thought, I, thought, I thought he was hooping last night. Obviously, losing Booker was what, what changed the entire everything for Phoenix. Um, but New Orleans came out. They're playing hard. They got a good little team there. Brandon Ingram. It, it really makes the Zion thing seem even more crazy. because it's like, nice why would they you, had Zion playing. Yeah, on. why would you not want to play with this team? Like, this team is solid. And you add in a Zion Williamson in there, and it's like, yo, this team becomes really good. Um, so, I mean, again, man, they're, they're playing hard, but Phoenix is a much better squad. If Booker's okay, then this is quick and easy. The thing that I worry about if I'm Phoenix is hamstrings linger, right? Like, that's what he heard was his hammy, right? Yeah. Hamstring. Yeah, hamstrings, there's no, you can't really fix it, and it pops up whenever it wants to, and you can have a day where you wake up and your shit is on fire, and you got a game that night. So, it, it's going to be something that they're going to have to manage for the rest of the playoffs, Luckily, Phoenix is deep enough to do that. Um, so I think, he you know, immediately got... called. He, he was like, <coughs> "Yeah." Immediately was like, "Yo, yep, something's not come right. get me. I, I'm in trouble here." Yeah, 
I, I, to, to be honest, bro, I'm still trying to figure out what happened to Phoenix last night. New Orleans was in the game the entire time. Yeah. I know what happened at the end. The Pelicans absolutely shot lights out. Lights out. They were hitting everything in the second half. They scored 35 in the fourth and 30 and 34 in the third on one of the best defensive teams points. in the league. Yep. They scored seven. They, they scored 69 points yep. in the second half. Brennan Ingram shot 62% with 37 points. Yeah. So they, I, I know it might just be one of those games where they shot lights out. They were 17 of 30 from three. They were 46 of 84 on the game. Yeah. Like, come on. you know what I'm saying? Like, they yeah. shot ridiculous. And it seemed like a lot of those jumpers were in the second half and, and yeah. like the last seven, eight minutes of the game. Every time the Suns would come down and get a jumper, they would come right back down and B.I. And B.I. was hitting pull-up threes. Yeah, he was like, he was going was... crazy. <laughs> Trey, Mur Trey Murphy hit three threes. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just had a bunch of guys. Larry, your boy Larry Nance is putting in, putting in work. Larry Nance was six of nine. <laughs> Probably four four of those were jumpers, like long twos. Yeah. All net. He was going crazy. So it might be an outlier For to sure. where, you know, they were they were knocking down a lot of shots. And there was no Booker, Booker in the second half. And then it's kind of like mm -hmm. we just can't get a grip on the game and right. it ends up being the L. You saw Floyd? No, Floyd was over there. Floyd was at the game last night. Floyd was in Phoenix. Floyd was in Phoenix chilling out. Yeah. It looked like he had money on the Pelicans. He was happy. He was all good. Took the 10 points. So, but yeah, I, hey, man, I'm not changing anything I thought or think about Phoenix. I think they'll take care of business. They win this in five, six, if it, if it has to go that. But, hey, man, Devin Booker, yeah. Devin Booker is a big question mark. There's no question about that. He was absolutely lights out in the first half and went down. This is where you get that you get that uh that argument about like hustle. Cause like D Book got like got hurt on a hustle play. He was trying to get back. He has no chance of blocking Jackson Hayes on an outlet dunk. Just go ahead, pull up, give up the deuce, and then and then get back. You don't. I always want to see my guys hustling, but I think that's like the. You don't, need, the, you don't need to get hurt on some shit like that. On some, on some, he's going full go, tries to block a shot, ends up four or five rows deep behind the basket, and he and he's calling for his hamstring. It's like some of these take fouls. Like Mike Connolly was having take fouls the other night at, with like three fouls. He yeah. took a he took a fourth foul with like ten minutes left in the third quarter. It's like, bro, what are you doing? Just yeah, what like, are you doing? Let's yeah. smarten up a little bit. So, you know, you never know when you can always get hurt at any spot, but it's tough to see D book go down <laughs> on a play like that where he's trying to get back on D and he goes up and pulls the handy. So that's a big, that's a big question mark. The Suns can beat the Pelicans without Devin Booker. Can they beat the Warriors? Absolutely not. Where Golden State's playing right now. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you that. And we're going to get to that, by the way, I want to talk about that. Um, so yeah, they 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 can't beat those guys. So stay look, be on the look for Devin Book on that. I love I love what um our guy CJ McCollum has brought to the oh, Pelicans, man. man. He just kind of told these dudes like, yo, we got enough here. We can make the playoffs, we can make a little noise. I've seen what it takes to have a to make a hey, my whole career has been making a little noise in the playoffs. Absolutely. Like, I, I know about I know about making a little noise. <laughs> that was we a got smart, enough. 
that was a smart move by them, right? Like, you know you're not going to land some super marquee guy, but you get that kind of second, third tier type player to come in there. Tons of leadership. And, you know, kind of puts everything together for your team. And since they got him, they're a much better team. Um, I love it. Again, it makes the Zion situation even crazier. Like, why would you not want to come play with this ball club? Yeah. I don't care where it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So. And it's tough, man. They have uh... – they got my guy Devontae Graham coming off the bench. He can't get any minutes yeah, because of CJ. And then Alvarado is playing <laughs> Alvarado a dog. No, he steals like, everything. Hey, man, let me tell you this. Like, this is a perfect example. Alvarado is four or five times more active than Pat Williams. Like, way more active. And has 10% of the talent. 10% of the talent, 10% of everything. And he's way more active than Pat Williams when he's on the floor. Alvar, you you feel Alvarado when he's on the floor. Yeah. He's a he's a six foot rookie. Irritating. Irritating. He makes an impact. Yeah. Like, he's six foot one seventy. So Jose Alvarado. Yeah. 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 The guy makes the impact he's every a, he's time a dog. he's on the floor. He's a Pat, dog. Yeah, he's a he's got like that attitude. You know yeah, what I'm he's saying? A dog. He's a dog. Pat Williams just doesn't. I don't get that. No that's what, like, that's a perfect example. You notice when Jose Alvarado's on the floor, Pat Williams, I could barely notice. Pat Williams goes doing. long stretches of play. You don't have any idea that he's out there. Yes, yeah. exactly. For sure. Exactly. Even, even just touching the ball. There's a times where he hasn't even touched. He doesn't do anything. Like, yeah. he hasn't even touched the ball. At least Al- I've seen Alvarado running around. He's part of the set. He's handling the ball. Make he's looking for people to cut. He's making things happen, and it's just not. And I understand yep. he's a point guard. I get that, yeah. but yeah. just way more active, makes way more of an impact. So, all right, should we should we get into the what? Who else we got left? Let's see. T Wolves, Grizz. Talk to me. Game one was the Ant Man show. Man, you know, I, I, I'm this is Anthony Edwards. I'm all in. All in 100%. Don't care what happens this series. I'm all in 100%. We talk about what Minnesota needed. This is the type of guy they needed. They needed a dog. He's a dog that can hoop. You know what I mean? Like, Because he's got the dog in him a 1,000%. But he's also extremely talented. Um, game one came out, busted their ass, had 36 points. 1,000% wanted to be there. It was all about the moment, Taking the big shots, all that. Get to game two. We talk about gambling spots. This should have been a fucking layup. I don't. I, I was. I. I'm so mad at myself for not taking this because Memphis plus, minus whatever they were laying last night, it was a good bet. Yeah. Because um, there was no way that the Memphis Grizzlies weren't going to smack them in the mouth and come up and get that win at home. Let me ask you, Minnesota. This, this, let me yeah. ask you this on Minnesota. Go ahead, actually. Now I'll follow up with that. Well, the thing with Minnesota, and I think if you want to like, Car Anthony Towns is the perfect like star for the Minnesota Timberwolves, right? Because just like the Timberwolves, there's so much good mixed in with a lot of stupid bad stuff. Like Carl Anthony Towns is the king of having two fouls early and then picking up three and four on something stupid. You know what I mean? Like he'll pick up a couple fouls early and then he'll get the third foul on like trying to block someone's shot from behind or going over someone's back for a rebound or shit you shouldn't do when you're pivotal, when you're a very important player to your team and you're at three or four fouls, right? So, like, he picks up these fouls quick. They turn the ball over almost like I've never seen. Like, they had 17 yeah. turnovers in game one. I'm not sure how many they had last night. But 
they just play really dumb basketball for a team that's crazy talented. And they had 19 turnovers last night. So 36 turnovers to two 20, games. 20 turnovers. 20? Yeah. So you, you're averaging 19 turnovers a game in this series. Um, your team is consistently in foul trouble. They compound the foul trouble by picking up more fouls. And you're playing against a team that's better than you. So, like, I think they have the talent to have a game one where shit's clicking and you just can't beat them because offensively they're just so potent. They have so many guys that can score, so many guys that can fill it up. You got Towns, you got Edwards, you got D'Lo, you got uh, Beasley, you got random guys that can get you buckets over there. They play fast-paced, right? They'll they'll put you in a track meet. Um, But if you're able to slow them down a little bit and get them to make a lot of dumb plays, which they're just going to do, you have a game like last night with Memphis. On the Memphis side of it, they just came in the game ready, man. They didn't play well game well, one. They had a little wake-up call. A little bit of a wake-up call, man. Our boy Taylor Jenkins, shout-out Taylor Jenkins. Um, <laughs> he yeah. came out, you know, the game plan was solid, and they smacked him in the mouth and, and kind of never really looked back. And once the second half hit, it was over with. They had the some big game. spurts in the game. If you were watching, they had some They had some spurts where it was like a quick eight, nine, ten points yeah. from, from uh, Memphis timeout. <laughs> then they come out quick eight, seven, eight points timeout. And they were just fast break. I don't. There was a stretch where they weren't running any offense. They were getting boards, and Ja was just pushing the pace, and either <laughs> going to the basket or finding guys in the corner. Jaron Jackson was getting blocks, running the floor, getting transition threes. It was just a really good overall performance for Memphis. Yeah. I'm going to say this about the Pat Bev. I think he's got to know when to pipe down a little bit. It's game one. Y'all get a win. It's a great win. Huge win. There's no need to be mocking them on the way to the tunnel. There's no need to be celebrating the way that they were for a game one win. Get out of there. This You celebrate the series win like that? Cool, man. Yeah. I don't know if you should be mocking the number two team in the West in their building. And you just won the first game. And y'all, like you said, had 19 turnovers. Y'all got the W. I get it. I, I, I It's hard to tell a guy like Pat Bev to turn it off and turn it on. That's the but problem. Like, like, you, you kinda, they kind of need it to be on because that team has no fucking pulse. Right. <laughs> when you, I mean, when your best player is Cat, and like, let's, let's keep it real, zero hey, pulse, let me, um, let, you need let, that. Let me ask you this. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of a phrase with cat in my head and it starts with a it's two words it starts with an f and an r do you know what i'm talking about an f and an r when i'm talking about cat carl anthony towns is 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 carl anthony towns a classic front runner yes that's i like that i think he is i like it i like it and for those going well he's Yo, when he's going well, he's talking, he's talking shit. shit. He's flexing. He's doing the whole thing. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. doing the he's whole the, thing, yeah. right? That's a scout, yeah. Which is not Yo, him, explain yeah. explain to the people what 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 we're talking about when we say front runner. When it's going well for everybody, when it's going well around him, it's going well for Carl Anthony Towns. He's into it. He's celebrating. You know, if everything if the situation is right, he's he's your man. He looks great. He looks amazing. When the going gets tough, he folds up. Right, he folds up 110%. He needs to be in a situation where everything's going right around him, which is why it's extremely important the players that you put around him because he's not Embiid 
where it's like, oh, Ben's not coming to work for the first 40 games. Okay, give okay. me the ball. Give me the fucking ball. We're still going to be second in the East, third in the East. We're yeah. not going to fold. Whereas with Cat, it's like, that's not what it is. It's just it's not like, going hey, well. We're up 20, and I'm getting the ball, and I'm dunking, and I'm flexing my fucking flabby muscles and shit. Like, yeah, I'm on it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, another terrible body guy. But, um, yeah, he's 100% when- a front runner. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And that's why you need. So when you talk about like the Pat Bev and all that, it's like you don't know if you really want Bev to turn it off. You don't really know if you don't want Ant-Man to play with that type of confidence that calls him to jack up some bad shots. Because if they don't do that, you're not getting it from Cat. He's just not built that way. And it's not one of those things where it's like maybe he can turn around. Cat has been in the league for a very long time. He is who he is at this point um, as a player. Extremely talented, right? Has the ability to create some matchup problems, to shoot the ball. Very skilled, but he's not like he's just not a dog, man. He yeah, doesn't Cat's have not that, gonna that, be that, the guy yeah. that has 37, 12, and five in a loss. He's gonna be the guy that has 15, 3, and 5 in a loss. Yep. And you're gonna know exactly why they lost. And when yep. they're winning and they win by a dozen, he's gonna be the guy that had 36, 12, and 7, and they were ahead the whole game. He's yeah. your classic cat is your classic front runner not like you said all right you guys don't want to show up tonight y'all are off tonight all right i'll take care of it yeah he's the guy that when shit's rolling for everyone it seems like he plays his best he doesn't have that that other piece in him but yeah that when i when i watch cat that's what i think of i'm like man this guy's a front runner dog yeah i like that that's it that's all all right who else we got dsw denver I mean, Denver, great year, great year by Jokic, man. Uh, Overmatched. Beyond overmatched. Hey, listen, bro. (laughs) Take this series off TV. This, I don't like that he's getting slander for how he's playing in the series. He's getting locked up by Draymond Green, one of the best defenders we've ever seen. Jokic is getting slander? Oh, because, you know, because the MVP, yeah, the the PSG crowd. He has absolutely no help. He's he's feeding the ball to Will, Will the Thrill, who I like. But well, come on, like Will the Thrill shouldn't be your second most important no, player. Let, 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 let's be serious, right? So he's dealing with that. Then Aaron Gordon's not showing up. Like there's Shock, there's just soccer. There's <laughs> there's just no way. Like go look at the roster. The roster's trash. The roster is trash. Of course, they were always going to get mashed in this spot. I didn't. I thought they'd win a game or two, but Will Barton played thirty six minutes last well, night. Dude, Will Barton is only guy that lets <laughs> yeah. me fly. Yeah, like there's also these situations where, like, say what you want about Will Barton, you need sometimes you need guys to that that are not afraid to get shots up. Oh, absolutely. And, like, he'll get shots up. Like, he's going to shoot the ball. He's going to shoot the ball. There's guys that won't put it up either. Well, we can't talk about Pat Williams like we just did and then, you know, give slander to Will Barton because, yeah, exactly. It's like the opposite. It's like you need to be aggressive because on the nights that it works, Will Barton can can help you in a victory. But It's It's like, yo, everybody listening, you guys have been in a pickup game. You ever been in a pickup game where you look at your team and you're like, this is not really my my game, but I'm gonna have to try to shoot this bitch. Yeah, I'm gonna let, like, let it fly. I guess like I'm the second best scorer out here. Like I'm gonna have to get these shots up. Like that's Will Barton looks around and is like, man, no one else is gonna shoot this 
shit outside of Jokic. So if I catch it in transition, it's going up. Man. That's it, and that's all. So I think that's where it's tough that Jokic is getting slandered because he's dealing with Draymond Green. He has no help. He's playing on the road. And in his eyes, he's also getting beat up on the block. So he's getting yep. ejected. He's yep. complaining about it. But still, a bad game oh, for he's Jokic. Been getting, one thing with Jokic is folks have been taking shots at Jokic in-game, like from a physic, physical hard shots and trying to kind of beat up on him because they think he's a soft Euro, which he's not. Yeah. Um, all year. So I think that's a lot of that is him being fed up. I think did, he's been fed up. Did you see Gary Payton Jr. give him a tap, tap on the yeah. tap on the yeah. butt on the way yeah. during the and timeout? He, and he didn't like Folks is not having it. <laughs> <laughs> he he did not like, appreciate he, that. You know, Gary um, Payton Jr. learned from the best. So yes, yeah. That's such a that's another such dog. A good, that's another such dog. a good way. That's such a good way to get under. Like, come like, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey man, hey, I'll see you. Hey man, hey, man. just go ahead, right, head man. to the bench, hey, bro. Man. Y'all down. Try, right. here, bro. Try harder. Try <laughs> so, all right, look, listen. Let's talk about the Warriors. I know they look sensational right now, and this doesn't look any better now that Devin Booker went down. But also, so from what I could tell, it looks like everyone has the Warriors all of a sudden. Two games, they play two games against the Nuggets at home um, with Jokic having no help and Jordan uh, and Jordan Poole playing out of his mind. And now, really. and now everyone, now, now they're unbeatable. Is, is that where we're at? Because that's what it seems like from what I'm reading on Twitter and listening to people. They get home, they bust the Nuggets in two games. Jordan Poole goes for a career high and then backs it up with 29. Now career high. Now Jordan Poole's a splash brother as well. Like took to, and, and I've tweeted this and I've said it multiple times. Jordan Poole is a killer. He's been a killer all year. He's shown you that. But I think we're getting a little out in front front of what like it sucks that Booker went down because literally yesterday before the tip in Phoenix, I think you could have asked people and it was, it was going to be 50-50 who won the West all of a sudden. Now it's like, oh yeah, I'm on I'm on the Warriors. I'm so, on the Warriors. On, oh yeah, you see the Warriors? I'm on the Warriors. And it's like, hey man, listen, <laughs> I get it, but let's pipe down a little bit. They're playing the Denver Nuggets who have no roster and Jokic has to deal with Draymond Green. And this is a really, really good matchup for them. Yeah, I agree 110%. I, like, I let's I'm let's not, chill out a little bit. I'm not on, ready to be like, yeah, Golden State, man. They're gonna run through the West, and yeah, yeah. you know, the Booker injury. This is this is the second favorite team in there. Like, I still I still take Memphis in a seven game series against the Warriors if we're being completely honest. Um, and like you said, they're playing against a Denver team that to, undermanned is an understatement for the Denver team. They're really it's Jokic and a, a ragtag a ragtag bunch of guys um, that just play hard um, and good coaching from Malone. Shout out Mike Malone, but. Um, should Jokers yeah. look to get out of there, Loki? Out of Denver? No, he's got everything he needs. Because when well, when Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray come back, I mean, you're talking about 45 points. No, he's sure. missing 45 points from his roster. Like, let's keep it real. Guy, and 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 Murray is a guy who can handle the rock. A guy who can take some pressure off of Jokic no, to have to do everything. That's what he needs. Yeah. So, like, Murray is the perfect. Murray and Jokic are the perfect. Murray is the perfect player to play with Jokic. 
because he's a good enough ball handler that he can take off that pressure, but he's not like, yo, I need the rock all day long and you play, go play over there. Um, and they play off each other really well. So no, I'm not I'm not ready to say that. You remember how Murray was in that series in the bubble against Utah? Him and Donovan Mitchell were trading 50-point games left and right. So no, Jamal Murray is a fucking killer. He's at the crib right now. He's girls with him. He's getting superpowers back <laughs> up. He'll be all right. He'll be all right when he comes back, man. He's yeah. spent a lot of time off. Yeah. <laughs> He's very relaxed. Um, I would just yesterday. hate to see him be in a situation like Dame where year after year he has all NBA, all NBA years, and we're looking at Denver like, yeah, they got no shot. But we were just talking about Will Barton. Imagine if you take Will Barton and now he's your fourth option on offense. Because when Porter Jr. and Murray come back, that's what happens. Now that's a really good team. Well, now I think Aaron Porter Jr. is still a big question mark, though, dog. Well, yeah, he, like, he it is what right. it is, yeah, right? Yeah, like, but Jamal Murray's he, coming off of ACL. Porter Jr.'s back seems to be shot. Like, they, he needs some help. They need to go get him some more help this offseason. Add to what – don't let your guy fester like a lot of other franchises have. This dude is going to be a two-time MVP. Call, call one, one is 100% deserved. Who knows if he should have got if, – if he should win back-to-back. But still, man, like, get him some help ASAP. But – and real quick, shout out our guy Danny Polska in the comments, man. I know you always, you always want us to talk baseball, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out the White Sox, man. <laughs> After when this NBA wraps up, man, we'll, we'll be talking some baseball in the summer a little bit. Yo, Polska's um, he's from Poland Polska. too. He's out there watching in, in Poland, from what I understand. Oh, is he? So shout yeah. out, shout out our guy. Yeah, man. shout out Lewandowski. <laughs> no <Yeah>. doubt. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I think um, I I love that Clay is getting he's he seems to be back. He's playing full 40, 36, 37 minutes a night. Yeah. They look dangerous, sure, but I, I think it's like think less it's too much, too much. I think love. it's a little too much love going on right now because Jordan Poole is not going to score 30 a night. Say what you want. He's going to come back down to earth a little bit. I don't know, man. He has been hooping the second half of the year. Like he the has numbers, been going the numbers, crazy. the numbers are pretty consistent. Like it's like a 25 point per game score. Yeah. Is <laughs> uh, he gonna so are they just so are they gonna let me ask you this? Should Steve Kerr just run out that that super yeah. small lineup? Yes, yes, all day. Just yep. run them off, just try to run people off the floor yep. like they used to. Yep, line up a death 2.0. Why not? Why not? It's your best five. Yeah, it is your best five, no doubt you know, about that. And yeah, you can you can bring in Kaminga when you need to, different stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, you got some options as far as what you can do. Um, yeah, I like it. I, yeah, I, I, Otto, I they, would, they can bring Otto in too. Big the money, money man. They should, Big they money should, auto. They should sit sit our boy on the bench. What's his name? Uh, Wiggins. He sucks. It's funny. Like, he kind of has just faded a little bit. He was an all-star. Yeah, he his, all-star. He his, he's been terrible. All-star started, bro. Yeah, all-star started. That's just been playing in the fucking <laughs> San Francisco. He, can, uh, he gets to say that the rest of his life, bro. All-star starter, Andrew Wiggins. He, he sucks. <laughs> the, the cowardly lion. The cowardly line. Another, yeah, <laughs> another guy that just kind of, yeah, we could talk. We've talked. Dude, that's why. Him. That's why Jimmy went to Minnesota. Saw Cat and Wiggins was like, "Hey, Tiz, no, this is not it. it. This is absolutely not it. <laughs> this is not it." So, <laughs> didn't sign up for this. All right, moving on. Yeah, let's moving let's. On, uh, it's Dallas. Okay. Dallas. Last one is Dallas, Utah. God, I don't care. No, I just, it's just a series that, like, with no Luca. I have zero interest in this series. They said he's playing game three. Is he? They said he's yeah. back. 
Yeah, I'm excited about that. That'll be cool. I want to watch Luca. You part of um, you doesn't want to. You don't. Part of you doesn't want to see this the Jazz implode some more. No, I do want to see the Jazz implode. Oh, I'm yeah. all for it. Yeah. I'm telling you, I cannot wait for Donovan Mitchell to request to get traded to the New York Knicks. It's happening wait. immediately, huh? Right after it's the happening. Season. Oh my god! His yes. house is his house what? is packed up. The shit is already typed up. As soon as as soon as he as soon as the tweet is in the drafts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tweet is in the draft. He can't yeah. wait to get up out of there. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I want to see the Jazz implode fully, one hundred percent. I want to yeah. see. I want to see Denver win, or Dallas win this in five. I want to see Luca come back and bust their ass. And I want to see. I, I'm so sick of this Jazz thing too. Like I'm. I'm I don't want to watch them. No. I'm sick of a team that wins a bunch of games and isn't a contender. Isn't a legit contender in my mind. What is it about the core that they just can't get it done? What is it? Is it? Is it? Is it that Donovan Gobert relationship has a big part of it, or is it I just? That, I think that has a huge part of it. I think that they're a team that they 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 have a great game plan. They got great chemistry as far as like how they move the ball around and all the shooters and all that. But they don't. Outside of Mitchell, man, like in the playoffs, who are you trusting over there like that to put up points? You know what I mean? Yeah. You saw in the bubble, Mitchell had to go for like 50 every night, and they still lost that series against Denver, right? It's, I think um, a big – yeah. I think and then you're paying big, Gobert $40 million to be non-existent on offense. I um, think I think a lot of this falls, for me, on Connolly. He hasn't been playing that well. He's supposed to be the guy like running the show, letting people know what's up, pushing the pace, and and – adding 15 a night and he's not doing either donovan seems to just run the show Connolly kind of kicks it as well but Connolly hasn't been playing that well and he doesn't he's just not he he was brought there to bring them some leadership and he's just out there not really doing that and he's not scoring and he's not distributing he's like a, he's been a zero yeah so that's where I think it's been tough for them because they could use some leadership dealing with the Donovan and the Gobert thing. And but those are your leaders. Looks a little fractured. Yeah. And D said in the comments, Ingles, uh, you know, the Ingles injury was huge. Absolutely. Sure. Ingles yeah, massive. For them. Yeah, massive. massive for them. Um, but even with him, I don't think that this team is you just know the deal with Utah, man. That's that. Yeah, it's just because I because I've been trying to because I've been watching closely and I've just been because I like you said, I don't really care about the series overall. I just want to watch Luca play ball. But I also want to see like, why? Why can't this? These dudes got a lot of talent. Like. Even House Jr. is playing solid when he needs to, for the most part. But like, I just like I look and I'm like, man, I don't think Connolly like Bogdanovich has it when he needs to. He can score. And I look and I'm like, man, who's not? And I think it's Connolly who's not really doing what needs to be done. Why, why'd you make Mike Connolly Irish all of a sudden? Mike Connolly? Good old Mike Connolly. I think it's Mike Connolly. Like, Mike yeah, Connelly. no. I think it's, uh, I think, it's <laughs> yeah, but I think it's Mike Connolly who's not pulling that weight. And I think he could do more for them. It just hasn't. This hasn't come together, man. I don't know. It's but the yeah. same thing every year, man. Like, yo, it's the same thing every year, man. Like, I, you know what's going to happen with them. They're going to flame out, whether it's against the Clippers and Terrence Mann or whoever it's going to be. They're just, uh, to me, they're not a title contender, even that whole. 
That's it. Now Luca's yep. gonna come in. Now you got Luca coming back. Yep. Oh, shout out. Hey, let's can we you want to talk about Jalen Brunson real quick just to give him some mm. love because we already listen, told y'all. Listen, we've been telling y'all for years. Boy, is it I, I, huh? I don't understand it. I don't get I don't get what you needed to see. Now he's added I mean, three, three balls in the package. Now three balls in the package. Now three balls in the package. Yeah. Pay that man his money. And he's gonna get paid this summer. It's not gonna be by Dallas. Um, and he's gonna get paid this summer. And that's that. They brought in Dinwiddie. I think they brought in Dinwiddie because they knew that the Jalen Brunson bag was probably going to get too large. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jalen Brunson, man, look, again, if the scouting report is this guy is going to play 10 to 15 years in the league, you should probably draft him because you're drafting guys ahead of him that can't play 10 to 15 minutes in the league. You're drafting guys. <laughs> like the Bulls, the Bulls, yeah. seriously, the Bulls took Hutchinson that year. Hutchinson is out of the league, out of yeah. the league. Meanwhile, Jalen Brunson's about to get a bag and he goes in the second round. It's the same thing with Io to a lesser extent. It's like, I don't watch a ton of college ball, but I could have told you that Io DeSumo was going to be a good NBA player. I don't watch a ton of college ball. I watched enough Jalen Brunson in college to tell you, like, yo, yeah, he might not be a blazing athlete. He might not have a 40-inch vertical. He absolutely understands how to play the game, and there's a role for him in the NBA. Now, he's taking it past what I thought he was going to be. Like, he's legit, but... Yeah, man. Like, I don't understand what these people are looking for. I know what they're looking for. They're looking for you to be a teenager, but come on. Man. They're looking for you to be a teenager that can all of a sudden turn into guys that you're looking for, basically. It's kind of like this. Yeah, it's the guy that's already pl- – you're looking for the guy that's already playing how Jalen Brunson's playing. Exactly. Like, yes. That could, <laughs> that could take it maybe past and, like, do what he's doing now. I guess, I guess in short, you see Jalen Brunson and you see a fully developed game, or you think that's what you're seeing, and then these other guys are not developed, so they got a they got a huge upside. But yeah, man, Jalen Brunson's but, been doing it. But do I you remember out, that leading up to the draft, though? It's like, yeah, he's gonna play 10, 15 years in the league. I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about then? Yeah. If you're gonna right. pay someone for 15 years to play professional basketball, they're probably worthy of a draft pick in the first round because you're not getting 15 years from. A lot of guys, 10 years. Like, this dude is going to stay in the league. I don't get it. Yeah. And, and the medicals were fine, right? It wasn't like a medical shit. So no. what are we talking about here? It won national championships, player of the year. Um, yeah. Everything you want. He, he Everything you want. He won it. Twice. He won it all. <laughs> Shout out, Jay Wright. All right. Let's close the show. Man, me and Nick could talk about this shit all day. Let's close the show. Adrian Wojnarowski said gambling with this whole Kyrie thing, the the relationship with the fan and the player is only going to get worse now that we have live betting and gambling available. This is Woj on NBA Today. We're going to see more of this in the league. Nothing to do with, there's a different dynamic with Kyrie Irving in Boston. Mm-hmm. But as gambling becomes more prevalent in the arena, people gambling on almost everything everything that goes on with the game, and they're drinking, players, organizations, and you talk to them, they already feel it in the arena. And when people are losing money in real time, and they're pointing to a player on the court that said, hey, I bet you to score more points in the second quarter than somebody else, and I lost you're adding an element to that that we're not talking as much about, but is a real factor in this league. And I think you are going to see more instances 
of, of fans being even more vitriotic yeah. toward players in this league. And it's an issue they're going to have to deal with. But it comes, I think, with the influx of gambling money right. that everyone's going to profit off of, both players and the league and the, and the BRI. Yeah. But it's going to impact the way the relationship between fans and players in real time. And Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, for sure. Obviously, right? And it's the same thing. It's not new. It's the same thing that the NFL has been dealing with, like, fantasy football. If you listen to a lot of these guys, they get DMs from fantasy owners like, oh, can't believe you didn't score a touchdown. And nah, 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 nah. The difference is the in-arena shit. The NFL, you can't really hear when you're being heckled like that. The NBA is right on you. Um, like you said, you add in the drinking, you add in these dumbasses, and and yeah, for sure, man. It's something that they 100% are going to have to deal with, and it's definitely a problem. Um, and I'm sure they're already feeling it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's, there's I mean, I I agree with what he's saying, and it might take it up a notch, but who cares? Yeah. Y'all are lining your pockets with all this money. Well, that's what he said, yeah. Like, it is what it is. If I paid, by the way, if you can hear me talking to you, that means I paid probably six, seven hundred dollars for this. <laughs> if you yeah, can hear what saying. I'm saying to you, I probably paid a big, big dollar amount for the seat that I'm sitting in. And then if I bet five hundred dollars on you to score 30 and you don't score it, and I want to remind you of that, so what? So are you like, would you, I, would I, you I, heckle like, based on that? Because I've been to plenty of games no, with you, and that's not your no. style. You're, you I feel like you're a funny heckler, heckler. Like it's funny shit. You know yeah, what I mean? No. Like I can never bring you to be like, man, Michael Connolly, you cost me 15. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, no, never. I would yeah. never do that. That's cornball activity. Like, I'm not going to be like, yo, Dwight, you got nine boards. I need 10. You a bum. Like, that's stupid. Yeah, but like, I'm, I'm heckling to have fun yeah. and go back and forth with people. But. Who cares? Yeah, it might get a little more it might get a little more heated in the building. I think at the end of the day, man, these guys are getting paid so much bread. I don't care. Yeah. I, it's it's honestly one of those things where like I don't really want to hear them talking about the fans at all. Like unless it's some racial thing or your family, I get that. That's like that's, where you yeah, draw the line. That's when the shit goes a little too far. Yeah. But if it gets a little more heated and someone's yelling at me because of a prop bet, who cares? Yeah, it's your money, not mine. It's yeah, it is what it is. Like, I think we're just man. Like overall, it's just like soft, soft stuff going on. Oh, yeah, welcome to twenty twenty two. Yeah, where it's like, who cares? Like, yeah, who cares? If, but and like I, guess, I said, the NFL's been dealing with this with the fantasy shit. You got cats running up on you in the street. You know what I'm saying? Yelling at you. So yeah, you cost my fantasy championship. Cost my fantasy team. Like, fuck you. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So it's, yeah, that's just kind of what it is, man. I'm not, right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Again, man, as long as you don't cross these lines that you shouldn't cross with anybody in any setting, you know what I mean? Unless you're ready, ready, and you're ready for that, and it's all good. It's just like, yeah, you suck. Woo, woo, for it's no different than you, you know, you heckling KCP, me giving it to Dwight. You know what I mean? I'm not <laughs> coming at their family or anything like that. Yeah. But I'm also not going to be like, Alvin Kamara, man, where's my touchdown? Like, I don't give a fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna heckle based on a bet that I made, and um, I think it is more again. It's more the alcohol than anything. Yeah, for sure. It has nothing to do with. I think it's more that than people gambling on sports. I yeah. think it's hilarious that people think people just started gambling on sports this year. 
Yeah, it's not new. <laughs> like, bro, yeah. people been gambling sports for fucking 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. 50 like, years, 60 like, years. What are we talking about? Like, we've been betting on horses, horse, the horse race, everything. Like, sure. yeah, it's nothing like, new. The volume the is Sox, up. 1919 Black Sox. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. like, the volume is up, so it might be a little different to where more people are doing it, but... I- Come I think on, it's man. the fact that you're sitting there betting on a game on your phone, and, and you're it's the live best that they're talking about. I'm at the game, I'm on some action. Yeah, exactly. So which whatever, whatever. you'll adjust, they'll figure is. it out, man. Like yeah, I'm not especially I'm not when they see these checks coming in. Absolutely, they don't figure it out quickly. big ass partnerships. Yeah, you got Coinbase <laughs> Arena. Yeah, Crypto.com. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah, DraftKings. Draft draft yeah, DraftKings. Sportsbook. Yeah, I don't know, not Coinbase. You know what I mean? I'm like DraftKings. Yeah, yeah. MGM. Yeah, all the people, man. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. Don't yeah. cross the line. It is. It, it, it's, it's the game, man. It is what it it's is. Not the awesome. first hostile environment. They used to have a courthouse underneath the Philadelphia football stadium. So, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tonight, Nets Celtics tip first six. Hey, hey, one one more question, real quick, before we get out of here. So we got Nets Celtics at six. Then we got Raptors seven sixers at seven. Bulls Bucks at eight thirty. Ah. The way they're staggering the games makes me want to get another TV. Cause like I'm the, the other game is tipping like in the second quarter, bro. Yeah, and I'm like, damn, I can't even watch both of the games. I'm missing. Yeah. I'm I'm going back and forth, and and we've got lucky. There's been a couple blowouts. Like I switched off of Miami last night, and even they came back, and even the Hawks came back a little bit. But I switched off Miami last night, and then went to uh. The Grizz in Memphis or uh, Grizz in Minnesota, but it's like, man, I might have to get another TV. Like, yeah. that's how I feel about it. But it, so, this man, is how it always is during the first it. round, bro. There's just it's so the many first games. Round shit. Yeah. yeah, where it's tough. It's tough to keep up. Yep. All right, we'll leave it there for Big Nick the Quick. I'm your host, Sean Little. Don't catch us. Sports Talk Big Chicago. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. Tell the homies to tell a homie to tell a friend. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. We're everywhere. Hey, man, get home safe for, <laughs> for Big Nick the Quick. I'm your host, Sean Little. No catch on Sports Talk in Chicago. We out of here.